Hello, this is Ernest Burley Jr., your CIA, your cool insurance agent, back at you again with some more great information on insurance. I'm a licensed insurance agent with over 30 years experience in the industry and clients all across the country in one capacity or the other, whether it be life insurance, auto insurance, homeowners insurance, business policies, long-term care, disability, church policies, professional liability, general liability, renters, condos, the whole nine, okay? So we are able to take care of a wide variety of situations for clients, uh, and we're, we're happy to do that, okay? So the purpose of this podcast is to educate you, to enlighten you, to empower you with clear, objective, unbiased information so you can make some good decisions for yourself and for your family or for your business, all right? So these, as a matter of fact, today we're going to talk about something that's more geared toward business policies, but uh, also personal lines is involved with this too. So here we go. The title of today's podcast is Surplus Lines Insurance. What is it? Who needs it? Right. So I know a lot of people are like surplus lines insurance. What is that? So uh, surplus lines insurance fills an important need in the insurance marketplace for sure. The ability to accommodate a wider variety of risks, uh, hard to place risks, unique or high capacity risks is where this kind of fits in, right? Otherwise, there will be no coverage for these types of businesses or these types of exposures. And I'm saying exposures and risk, but basically that's what insurance companies call um, a, a piece of property or a policy or a person or whatever they're insuring is a risk, okay? What they're taking on to possibly pay out a claim on, called a risk, okay? So risks that are typically uh, written by surplus lines carriers fall in like three categories mainly. So you have like capacity, like uh, which means the capacity means the size of the risk. So if you have a $50 million building, Hmm, your standard or typical insurance company is not going to want to insure something that's $50 million, right? Uh, so capacity is one reason. Uh, Catastrophe-prone risk also. So if you live in a hurricane-prone area or an earthquake-prone area, that's a catastrophe-prone risk. And a lot of companies aren't comfortable writing those type of policies in those type of areas, all right? So that's uh, one category of surplus lines carriers, capacity and catastrophe-prone risks. The second area is unique risks. So you have a situation where a person may have a, a healthcare agency. That's a unique type situation. Or they want to insure a vacant home. That's unique. A one-day event. Those are different types of unique types of risks that your standard insurance company is not going to want to write. The third category that they fall into is called non-standard risks with unusual underwriting characteristics. So those are like, say you have a food truck operator or IT companies, those, um, a lot of companies won't write an IT company because of that exposure, the risk that they have. And they have to have a very specialized policy to make sure they're covering that person or that business properly. So with standard insurance policies, the carrier must be admitted, right? And licensed by the state that the policy is written in. There are certain regulations and guidelines that they have to follow. Um, and they also pay into a guarantee fund which means like if they have a, an insolvent situation, say if the company insurance company goes bankrupt, there's a pool of money to pay a certain amount of claims that um, come from that insurance company, right? So they have to do that as an admitted insurance carrier in that state. Also, admitted carriers have all their policy forms and their underwriting guidelines and their rates have to be approved by the state. They can't just charge willy-nilly. They have to be approved by the state. Their forms and their policies and their underwriting guidelines all have to be approved uh, by the state. So your typical carriers are not going to file 
uh, policy parameters and underwriting guidelines for unique and uncommon risk because they don't feel it's worth their time. They, they want policies to fit within a certain criteria for themselves that they're used to. So if it's too far outside of that, they're not going to file uh, a special policy or a special underwriting guideline, uh, something like that, to ensure that type of risk. They're just not going to ensure it. And that's where a surplus lines carrier comes in because they are able to do that. So a surplus lines carrier is a non-admitted. So that means they're not admitted by the state. Um, so they take on risks that are normally declined by admitted carriers. So normally um, they're not going to write something. Well, they'll write it if it's if, if you know if a standard carrier will write it. But for the most part, they write policies that are declined or risks that are declined by a standard admitted insurance company. They're not licensed by the state, so surplus lines carriers are not licensed by the state, and they're not subject to the types of regulations and uh, uh, guidelines that a standard insurance carrier are, is, you know, they're submitted to. Now, this results in increased flexibility, allowing for additional capacity and innovative underwriting. So they can get more, much more creative. They can uh, tailor or customize policies for a particular market as opposed to a standard carrier is not going to be able to do that. Now, since they are not regulated by the state, they don't pay into any guarantee fund either. So that means there's no recourse if that company goes bankrupt, right? So you don't have a pool of money if, if, the, if the surplus lines carrier goes bankrupt or, or becomes insolvent. There's no pool of money to go to to pay a certain amount of those claims that arise from the policies that were with that company. So that's a little bit of a risk, but it's not that big of a risk. I'll talk about that in just a few seconds. Now, as a safeguard, the state does indirectly regulate surplus lines carriers through surplus lines brokers. So like, for example, I'm a surplus lines broker. So I'm regulated by the state because I'm licensed by the state, even though I do provide surplus lines uh, policies and carriers. And I do that because I want to make sure if a client calls into my firm that we're able to take care of whatever they have a need for. If it's a unique risk or high capacity risk or some type of um, unusual underwriting situation, then I have standard carriers too. We offer you know, big standard carriers, but if it doesn't fit within their criteria, then I'll, I'll go to a surplus lines carrier to write that business for, for clients. So I've had to do that one day events, vacant homes for clients. Like you have a home on the market uh, that no one's living in a standard company. They find out that home is vacant. They're going to cancel that policy. They're not going to stay on that risk. So I'll write it with a, a surplus lines carrier. IT companies or other people who go into business and their business doesn't fit within that criteria for your standard common companies, I'll write it with a surplus lines carrier to make sure I'm taking care of that client's needs, okay? So I'm regulated by the state. So indirectly, they have a little bit of um, uh, uh, regulation over those surplus lines carriers. So a surplus line broker must be licensed by the state, like I said before, and of course, regulated by the state. Surplus lines policies are typically written after they've been declined by a standard carrier, like I said before. And most states do require surplus lines brokers to prove that they tried to get that policy issued with a standard carrier because they don't want you just writing policies with surplus lines carriers when a standard company within that state can write the policy. So you only go surplus lines when you can't write it with a com a, a, an admitted standard company in that state. Now, Obviously, like I said before, there's an inherent risk with surplus lines companies because they don't pay into a guarantee fund. So there's going to be no payment for claims if they become insolvent. 
But since like 1994, AM Best, AM Best is a company that rates the financial strength of insurance companies. They've conducted an annual uh, survey on surplus lines carrier and surplus lines carriers. And surplus lines carriers take up about, you know, about 14, 15% of the commercial marketplace, right? So uh, they're a pretty nice little chunk. So this company has surveyed, surveyed their annual, uh, annually their, their financial strength. Their yearly findings show the solvency record of surplus lines carrier to be as good, if not better, <laughs> than the overall insurance industry in general. So even though there is some risk involved, it hasn't proven to be an issue at all over time because these companies are multi-million dollar companies with a lot of assets, just like a standard company. They just aren't admitted. They don't have to pay into these guarantee funds. They don't have to follow the regulations and guidelines of the state since they are not admitted to that state, but they are still very financially strong and very viable insurance companies. They just um, are able to write unique risks because they're not afraid of that market. They tailor their policies to meet certain, to meet certain needs. So that's it for today's uh, podcast. I just wanted to go over surplus lines carriers because some people never really think about that. Uh, they, they come across a certain risk. And, you know, if you have a policy and it's like, like I said before, one of the meets one of those criteria, it uh, doesn't fit into a certain uh, cookie cutter type policy, IT company, food truck operator, a vacant home, a one day event. If you were written a policy, more than likely you were written with a surplus lines carrier maybe you weren't told that, um, but you probably were. And if you were declined the policy, it was probably because it fell outside of the underwriting guidelines of a standard admitted carrier. But there's, there's hope you can find a policy elsewhere, okay? So that's it. Now the recap is surplus lines policies are mainly for you unusual or large risks. And we went over that before, like large risks are like, you know, a 30 million, 50 million, $100, $100 million building Ooh, most, most insurance companies are not going to touch that. <laughs> so you go to surplus lines carrier, or if it's catastrophe prone areas, or if it's a, um, a unique risk, like we mentioned before. So it's for those type risks. It's not for your standard homeowner's policy or auto policy, or what have you. It's not for that. Okay. Now, major takeaway is you only use a standard, uh, you, you only use a surplus lines carrier, surplus lines policy, if you can't get a standard policy. Um, in, in that state. So ideally, you want to have a standard carrier that's admitted in the state to insure your property, insure your business, or what have you. You only go surplus lines if you can't can't do it because they won't allow, they won't give you a policy. Then you have no option to go, uh, but to go to the surplus lines. Okay, that's it. I thank y'all so much for listening in. Thank y'all every week for listening in to the podcast. I appreciate you so much. Um, and I ask that you share this podcast with others and ask them to do the same and so on and so on and so on so we can make these podcasts go viral. <laughs> now, you want, if you want to connect with me, very easy to do so. Just my full name at gmail.com. So Ernest Burley Jr. at gmail.com. E-R-N-E-S-T-B-U-R-L-E-Y-J-R at gmail.com. Or, or you can call my firm at 301-262-2600. Again, that's 301 
the connect me on Gmail or uh, give me a call. Now, all of my podcasts are on YouTube. So you can go right to YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, which is just in my name, Ernest Burley Jr. And I have various topics on there, everything from insurance. Today, we talked about insurance, but I talk about uh, business owners. I'll talk about like different types of insurance, life insurance, auto insurance, homeowners insurance. I'll talk about um, uh, various topics. <laughs> so I can't go into all of them, but just go go onto my YouTube channel. You, you can check those out. And I'm sure there's some topics there are some tip topics there that will be of interest to you. And then I also have like some one minute snippets on there too that kind of are quick hits on various topics, right? Real estate and things of that nature, okay? That is it for today's podcast. I appreciate y'all. Like I said before, please share this podcast with others and ask people to do the same and so on and so on and go to my YouTube channel and please subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, so we can get that, that, uh, that going as far as, uh, you know, getting some clear objective, uh, information that will empower you to, to, to make some good decisions for yourself, for your family. Okay. So that's it. Until we meet again or speak again, y'all take care out there. This is Ernest Burley, your CIA, your cool insurance agent signing off. Take care. <laughs>